Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for supporting the show. If you want to check us out on all of our social media platforms, check us out on Twitter at Tinfoil Hat Cast. On Instagram at Tinfoil Hat Pod. Uh, you can find us on Reddit. Uh, it's reddit.com backslash r backslash Tinfoil Hat Show. Or all comedy t shirts.com. If you have any suggestions for future guests or topics, go ahead and email us at tinfoilhatpod at gmail.com. Welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Hat. Come with me into the waters of conspiracy with Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Sam Tripoli. Mr. Sam Tripoli. With my friend Ryan Davis. What the fuck are you guys even talking about? Are you ready to get your mind blown? Yes. Yes. After much chaos, the show is live. Guys, thank you for tuning in to Tinfoil Hat. As always, I'm here with my partner in crime, the one and only off the grid, Ryan Davis, everybody. Let's do this. And then, of course, everybody's favorite skeptic, Aaron. Hey, guys. People don't understand the chaos that just happened before this on and how cool and collected we are. Yep. Guys, big tour next week. Big tour next week. That's right. It's the Social Justice Warriors World Tour of Texas. I'm with with uh, Jim Florentine, Brody Stevens, Chad Zumach, and myself. We are doing San Antonio on Thursday, December 14th at the Blonde Tiger. Uh, San Marcos, Friday, December 15th at the Aqua Brew. Uh, Houston, September, I mean Saturday, December 16th at the Secret Group. And we're finishing out in Austin, Sunday, December 17th at the Cap City Comedy Club. And I have more dates coming up that you can go check out samtripoli.com for all those dates. Oh, yeah, in Tampa, I'm doing New Year's at the Improv. Come get weird, homeboy. There's always swingers that like to come see me. There's always swingers that like to come see me. Ryan, uh, we have four shows coming up in a row that I'm super excited about, starting with our guests that we have on today. Uh, I mean, when this show is starting to get its, its legs and starting to get where I want it to be, where you want it to be. You work very hard in these episodes. I'm super excited about how we're going to finish in 2017, bring it into 2018. And we really appreciate everybody's support. The show has grown exponentially, and uh, we don't, we're only going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm super excited about that. Uh, we have a great guest on. He's a, a very hilarious guy. I worked with him recently in New York, and I'm really excited to have him on. And I'm really excited to have a talk about his political views and uh, his take on net neutrality. You might not know him as a comic, but here's a great clip from his, uh, his what's his album? Libertas. Libertas. So here's a quick clip, and we'll... 
You ever see a Donald Trump speech? The, here, next time you, you do, notice this. Here's something you'll hear Donald Trump say. You'll never hear another politician say this ever. Donald Trump says it every speech multiple times, okay? You'll just hear Trump in a speech, and he'll say this. He'll go, what else? <laughs> what else? Because he doesn't even know what else we're going to talk about today. This is a journey that we're all on. <laughs> Then the, the audience participates sometimes. Like, he'll be like, what else? And then someone's like, China. And he's like, China. And then... <laughs> then he'll just do 20 minutes on China. And you're like, I don't even think we were going to talk about China today. I, I, this guy just changed the whole thing. Now that's in the news forever. It's amazing. Uh, it's a really great clip that we just played, basically about Donald Trump basically being an improver of That's comedy. Right. Stand-up comedian, political commenter, one of the most handsome of the Legion of Skinks. Please welcome to Tinfoil Hat Podcast, Mr. Dave Smith. Dave, how hey. are you? Thank you for dealing with our chaos, buddy. No problem, man. It's uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Um, a lot of, I got to expand this. Here we go. How do we expand this? I feel like I'm trying to teach my grandparents how to... Ah, bam! <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> Skype is getting it. Uh, thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Uh, we met a little bit at Skankfest. Uh, was that the second Skankfest or the third one? That was the second one. And, that was the uh, second one. What a great event. You guys packed it out. It was a lot of fun. Um, it was a pleasure to meet you and just see your crew. And I got to do the uh, the Death Squad Legion of Skanks Come Together show, which was a lot of fun. Uh, Luis, Luis Gomez booked me, and when I got booked, I got booked on the uh, newcomer show, the new comics. Uh, I got six minutes on a fucking Sunday, and I got a giant <laughs> ego, but I had to eat it. And, but I think Kim Congdon was nice enough to tell him that I'm, I steal souls. But uh, it was fun to work with you and meet you, and... Uh, how long has the Skanks been going? I mean, that's a great name. That's a, I mean, like it just seems like you guys have really hit your stride, and all you guys are doing some amazing shit right now. Oh well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, we've been doing the podcast for like five, six years, but it was like you know, like the first the first few years of it, no one was really listening, and then it's really over like the last couple years that it's it started to really get some traction, and then and then like you said, like uh, this was the second last year we did the first, or I guess a year and a half ago now we did the first Skank Fest. It was a big success, and then. This last one, man, it was a lot of fun. I remember very little of it, but it was what, fun. What is the big jump? How did you jump from getting the 20, 30, 40,000 to where you guys are now, which are really great numbers? What, what, what changed in that? Well, it seemed like there were like, there was like a lot of little things where it was just like adding and adding and adding. And then like the first big thing was uh, Anthony Cumia signed us to his network. So when he got fired from Sirius Radio, uh, for tweeting things that were a fraction as offensive as the shit he's been saying for years. Right. Uh, he, he got he got fired and he started his own network. And we were the first show he signed, so that kind of got us a big bump. And then it was like uh, um, Jay when Jay did Rogan's podcast that got us a bump. Then I did Rogan's podcast that got us a bump. And then like when when we left Kumia's network, it just it started growing like literally from around the numbers you were saying to getting up into like you know some some real good shit. That's that's fucking. How long have you been doing stand up? That's fucking great. How, how long have you been doing stand up? Uh, I've been doing it eleven years now. That's amazing. So, uh, 
so you uh you have uh and you put out your own special. You had debuted it at the Skank Fest. It went over really well because I mean we played that clip of uh, basically Trump being an improv comedian asking for suggestions, and it was very funny. Uh, and you're DIYing it yourself. Is there any fear that you should be going and doing like, oh, I got to get on Netflix, I got to get on Comedy Central, you know, to do it yourself and then invest your own money? That's kind of brave. Do you, do you ever get nervous to doing that with doing that? Well, I didn't. I didn't really invest any of my own money. It was Gas Digital, which is Louis Louis J Gomez and Ralph Sutton. These guys started the company and they wanted to do it. And I, I was a little bit nervous about it at first, but I felt like. With like all the po- the podcast audience that we had, I knew I had like a real hardcore group of people who were going to be into it, and and we ended up you know making all the money back and then some, so it, it worked out well. And as far as like, I mean, to, just to be completely honest, I don't even I, I wouldn't want to do a Comedy Central special. I mean, don't get me wrong, like the check is nice, but no one's going to see that shit. And to me, like for the big picture, it's a lot more important to uh to get to get eyes on it. And like a lot of people know me as a podcaster and didn't really know my stand up, so I wanted to get a lot of those people to see that. Netflix, I would have loved to do, but you know, they, I think uh, we all would. They, I think that's the one where you're like, I like to DIY, but if I can be on Netflix, I'd like to sure. be on Netflix. Um, where but does... I, I go on, go up. Well, I was just gonna say, I do, I do love something about like, um, about the era we're in where there's, you know, it's like, it's like to me, Comedy Central made like a concerted effort to be like, we're gonna go in like the left wing nerd direction, and and the ratings have plummeted, and it's like, I like that in this kind of the the hyper political correct world that we live in it's like i can just talk directly to my fucking fans and and not really have to worry about any of that shit well that is the great thing i talk to a lot of my friends like i i talk to uh theo vaughn a lot sometimes and i love him with all my heart but sometimes i gotta talk that guy off a ledge because he doesn't realize how good he has it and he's like you know he's an older he's an old he's not an older comic but he's not this millennials that like like he comes from a time where like making it is uh, you know, doing a a Tonight Show set, then touring through improvs, and they got to be improvs because that's the big club. And if you don't do right. improvs, that's not real shit. And then you get lucky and you do a sitcom, and then you do in a special, and you have to click off all those in order to feel like you make it. And I go like, dude, no, that's not it at all, man. That's the that's an old way of doing it. What you're doing right now through your YouTube and all your podcasts are creating your own group that will never leave you. And it's a weird yeah. way because, you know, like Joe Rogan is the best of that. Yes, he had he had news radio, but everything came after that. But the and he had the UFC, which really helped, but that dude's career does not ebb and flow with anything. It doesn't like he doesn't have to have a TV show that does well. He doesn't have to have a movie that does well. These guys will stay with him to the end of days, man. It's a weird kind of like almost Pauly Shore career where it's like you know there's still people go see Pauly Shore from those movies. Still go fucking yeah. see him, and he's got a following that will stick with him. And that's why you're not going to see a lot of these like um, these one hit wonders anymore because social media they can keep their fucking fans whereas before hey you have one hit the next one wasn't good you got fucking cut off from radio and television and you disappeared and now you're doing front desk at some fucking hotel right it's totally changed where do you see comedy going where do you see the internet and comedy all going uh in like five years ten years and all that stuff well i think it's going to go to a really uh beautiful place if the government stays the fuck away from it um, I think it's uh, as long as we keep the internet free and not in like the fucking government sense of the word free, but like actually <laughs> away, away from the state. Uh, I think I think it's going to be a really beautiful thing, man. I think there's like you know it's like there are the 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 like uber political correct 
microaggressions culture. There's a whole lot of people who are fed up with that shit and who just want to hear like from honest people. And I'll tell you, it's a really, you know, you mentioned Rogan's podcast. It's like, it's a really interesting dynamic where like you could go, you know, you can turn on like Fox News or CNN or some shit like that. And you get these hacks talking in 30 second sound bites saying absolutely nothing. It, so many of those, and I know these guys, like so many of those guys could not talk for three hours intelligently about this shit. It's a whole different level that it takes. And now it's like, I mean, it's, it's way bigger than comedy, I think. I think like the universities are being undermined as like the center of education. And now there's all these really smart people like learning everything they need to from the internet. And I think, I think it's got, you know, it's got potential to be like a really beautiful thing. I, I think it is, uh, it, it is level freedom. The only thing you have to do is be willing to spend time to go out and get it. You're like, there's so much amazing knowledge out there, music, entertainment, uh, that, but some people don't want to go get it. That, and that's why, like, we're blessed that we're comedians, you know, that we have time on our hands, that we can go through the subreddits, the internet, to find all this stuff. I feel like some people, they've spread themselves so thin, and it's probably been done on purpose by just getting everybody to have to get married, have two kids, have a mortgage, have a car, have all that shit, get retirement, and you got to have three jobs to pay for all that. Is there the time to go out and lose, learn all this information? Well, no. So now you turn on to something that you thought was, uh, over time, this news media was the trust. And there was a time that you could trust it. And we'll get into that because I know you're, I, I'm a, are you a deregulation guy? Yeah, okay. across the board. So we'll get into a deregulation of the media and what that has done to the media. And, you know, so now you, 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 you see these guys, and they're owned by six people, and they're giving you the information that these six people want you to know. And you don't really have time to fucking, you don't really have time to check out what the fact check what these people are saying. So you just oh, yeah, kind of run I think with that's it. Right. I think that's absolutely right, and I think it's like it's like it, it's kind of just the division of labor. Like everybody's got to specialize in their own little things, and and like you know I'm like completely obsessed with politics, but I have no idea like how food gets made. <laughs> I, I don't know how it goes from like a farm to a butcher to my grocery store. I have no idea. And thank God there's some other people out there who fucking know how that works. Because if everyone was obsessed with politics the way I am, we'd all fucking starve to death. You can't be a fucking, you know, it's like you can't be a jack of all trade of everything. You know, you got to right. kind of be a master of something. You've chosen politics. Now, a lot of times in comedy, they're like, don't talk religion, don't talk politics. But what I found is that crowds actually appreciate some real talk. And they want to hear some real shit. Uh, your thoughts on that? Because you are, I see you're doing like a lot of the, uh, are you doing Fox News? Is that what it is you're on? I see you're on like a lot of these uh, political talks. And I think that's fucking yeah. great, man. I think that's great. Uh, what yeah, What's the reception I'll, to it? Uh, it? It's pretty good. I mean, I think if like, you know, I'm certainly not in line with Fox News. I mean, like my biggest issues are like, I'm like anti-war, like hardcore anti-war anti-war on drugs and you know a lot of shit that doesn't really line up with them and and then when i'm on like cnn and stuff like that it's like a, a lot of my shit doesn't line up with them because they think you know the greatest tragedy in the last 20 years is trump tweeting something offensive right. and i think that's just kind of a distraction right. um but I, I mean i think like i think i keep it interesting on those shows and they do value that and and they're they're competing now with people online like the interesting thing with fox news is that fox news has had a monopoly on anything that's like 
like right wing news right. for decades. Right. So everything else, there's like news, there's the whole establishment news, and then there's Fox News. Not, I'm not crediting Fox News like they're great or anything. I mean, these motherfuckers have gotten us into these disastrous right. wars. And right, you know, right, right. But they're a mouthpiece but, as well. As much as you could say it for MSNBC, you can easily say that for absolutely well, for uh, you know Fox as well. Right, but what's happened to them is that now they have competition, and their competition isn't MSNBC and CNN. Their competition is like Breitbart, Ben Shapiro, you know, like fucking Joe Rogan, man. Like it's like that's their competition now. So now they've got to like try to win audiences, and and they have to try to keep it interesting. And I think I at least you know that that gives me a little bit more value. Well, you're a content creator, and you can think in in in, in the moment, which is what those people can't do. There was a great Saturday Night Live sketch a long time ago, Will Ferrell, when the teleprompters went off and you know, and they didn't work, and just fucking everybody went caveman, and he ends up killing the fucking weatherman. You know, <laughs> these guys that. read off of screens and shit like that. Now, there's a lot of people going crazy. I gotta get your thoughts before we get into uh, the. Uh, we want to talk about a little libertarian. I get accused of being a libertarian sometimes, and I must start off by saying I'm Ronin dog. I I through learning this podcast, through uh, doing this podcast and learning everything, I, I don't join groups at all. I don't want to join groups. But I want to get your thoughts on Owen Benjamin. I know he's done a couple things with you before, and uh, I wanted to see what your thoughts on him are. I love Owen, man. I th- I think he's hilarious, and I I think he's fucking you know, a ballsy dude makes. Really good point. I think he does make good points. I is he gone crazy though? I mean, he seems to. I mean, I just saw the Hitler mustache thing. And listen, dude, I'm not. The, <laughs> hey, you can't wear that man. You know, I'm not like that. But it's just like, man, he's dropping super hard and and bombs and you know and all that shit. And I'm just because I know where he started. And Owen's a friend of mine for like 20 years. I know where he started, which was political correctness is crazy. And then he got some following on that. And I wonder if that's fed him to go where he wants to go. And, you know, you're an East Coast guy, and I love New York City. You know, I used to defend L.A. comedy all the time. But what everybody says about L.A. has now finally become L.A. It wasn't always <laughs> like that. The crowds, everybody's a conformist out here. I mean, these crowds, these comics can't conform quick enough. You yeah, know, I, 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 and I'm sure it's worse out there, but that shit's happening here too. And I just, I, I hate it. It's just like, it's like to me, it's like the worst. It's so anti-comedy. The idea that you're looking to get a pat on the back rather than searching for what's truly hilarious or truly ballsy or like, like you know. So to me, like the, oh, I mean, like I'm a Jew. My grandfather was a Holocaust survivor. I'm, I'm not even kind of offended by the Owen Benjamin profile pic because I know what he's doing. He's, right. he's, he's making, he's, he's cartooning the ridiculous accusations against him. You know what I'm saying? So right, it's like, right, right. Oh, if you're going to, you know, he's going to stand up for free speech and you call him a Nazi and it's like, yeah, okay, here's your Nazi. So I don't No, I, mean, I, I get that. If, I do you know. get that. I just hope that he's not put painting himself into a a corner. I just don't know what the end game is, and maybe I'm wrong on that. The thing I like about New York, go on, you want to say something? Well, I think uh comedians, you guys uh, having access to social media 24 hours a day and the fact that you guys keep late hours, not everything that comes into your mind might be the best thing to put out. I mean, Brody Stevens is a, a example of this years ago, but I think it's 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 got to happen. You guys just got to spill out and see where the beans lie. Like, Well, I'll tell you, dude, I, I completely take it as my job to fight back from political correctness, and I go up, 
I go up on stage going, going to poke that bear, going to poke that bear, going to poke that bear. And when I get the resistance, I go in harder. You watch me, dude. Like, I'm OR trained, dog. Original room. Like, it's just like push, push, push. And to the end, they get it because they realize it's comedy. And I, I watch these comedians follow me, and the, they get disgusted because all they want to do is sell out. They're begging fucking somebody to pay them to fucking sell out. And it just, yeah. it, it makes me sad because we're the ones who are supposed to be the truth tellers. That's what can be. We are the last of the honest artists. Yeah, we used to listen to our politicians and laugh at our comedians. Now we listen to our comedians and we laugh at our politicians. Yeah. So I think yeah. that the equation of comedy has been reversed. It used to be tragedy plus time equals comedy. Well, now it's tragedy minus time equals comedy it's never too soon yeah and here's the thing dude i the thing i like about new york city is that you all live on top of each other and i think that's very important because in los angeles we they say we have a melting pot but if you really look at it it's really segregated dude it's really segregated all we have is live in compton fucking you know mexicans live in east la rich jews in beverly hills you know armos in fucking glendale they just everybody whereas in New York and I, and I could be wrong I've, I, I'm going out there more and more but it just seems like people live on top of each other I'm sure there's certain areas where it is it is less spread out but but that dynamic still exists man I mean there's still black neighborhoods and and you know there's still like you know like fucking it, there is a, a, a large amount of self segregation I think everywhere in the country but it is it is more on top of each other so that'll be like three blocks over there and you're three blocks over here yeah but it's still weirdly you know it's still for all the fucking, you know, for all the, the shit that these left-wingers talk, it's like, it's not like they're actually doing anything. It's like all these guys like, you know, Al Gore, who talks all this shit about, you know, like, global warming, and then he has the fucking largest carbon footprint in the universe. You know, it's like, it's like all these guys, like, it, it's real nice to talk about privilege in a first-world country on a college campus in 2017 and lecture everybody else about their fucking privilege. Well, and it's like, really? Really? Do you not want to maybe examine your own? Well, he basically went on uh, Larry King and lit up uh, Ross Perot with blatant lies. And nobody wants to talk about that. The blatant lies. So now we're supposed to uh, believe everything he's saying on, on the environment. And listen, man, I'm not saying that stuff isn't real. But why am I listening to Al Gore? And now his daughter married a Rothschild? Like, that's some shady-ass shit, dog. That's, that, to me, is some shady-ass shit. So let's get into, like, you, I'm really excited to have you on. I'm dying to find out if I'm a libertarian. Like I said, I'm Ronin, dog. I, I run by myself. I'm a lone samurai, do my own thing. Uh, but I'm interested in finding out your thoughts on everything. And why don't you just give us a little background, Ryan, on, like, on libertarianism? I mean, you're always interviewed about libertarianism because I guess you're the libertarian comic. But uh, just correct me if I'm wrong on a little thing. The overview the key concept of libertarianism has developed over centuries. Modern libertarian philosophy stems from some 17th and 18th century thinkers like John Locke, David Hume, Adam Smith, Thomas Jefferson, and Thomas Paine. If you guys at home don't know any of those people, check them out. You'll realize that these are the founding fathers. You'll find their names on Constitution, on the Bill of Rights. And the whole idea is individualism, individual rights, and more interesting... Uh, the concept of limited government, free free markets, which Sam thinks that might be his only thing that he stems away from. But no, not that, not not at all. But we'll get into yeah. my problem with free market. A main another, like you said, another big part of libertarianism is peace. 
And uh, if you ever heard the De- Democratic Party or the Republicans say, like, we're for peace, like, when was the last time you ever fucking heard that? Never. You never. And Neocons so- and neoliberals do Chinese fire drill and touch dicks to each other. Chinese handcuffs. And they just touch the end of the dick. <laughs> so, I mean, it's the concept of uh, power tends to corrupt absolutely. 100%. So, I don't know. Uh, I was trying to explain to Sam. I was like, I feel like you're a libertarian, man. To be, uh, And who's accusing you of being a libertarian? You're just sitting on the back patio at the comedy store and someone's like, libertarian. Like, No, I is... think people who know the show and like yes. have come up to me and go, dude, I think, I think you're a libertarian. I go, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Like I said, man, I'm open to any ideas when it comes to the show and like what what the views are. If maybe I'm libertarian in some things and maybe I'm a socialist in other things, I'm I'm totally open. You know, like I said, I don't. I, maybe it's it, maybe it comes down to issue to issue. Yeah. Okay. So uh, can I just say, like, I I don't object to anything in that in that definition of libertarian. I mean, it's really like kind of I think the the classical liberal. Uh, uh, tradition, which what you're kind of descri- describing, like the John Locke, John Stuart Mill, Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Paine, those guys, more or less what they were, were, were liberals. This is how they identified themselves, coming from the root word liberty, and then that, that word kind of got jacked over time. And Sounds like alternative comedy, you know, same thing, got jacked by bad comics. Yes, exactly. If you look at the first generation of alt comics, there's some really funny motherfuckers in there. Right, 100%. Uh, so that's, a good, that's a good comparison. But um, to me, like, um, I, you know, there's different types of libertarians. So I don't know that I, you know, this isn't, but my, what I am, like, I'm more of a radical libertarian. And it comes down to basically this. It's, it's one principle. It's the non-aggression principle, which is more or less just saying you should not bring violence to peaceful people, period. It's wrong to bring violence to peaceful people. So it's basically that. It's that you own yourself. You own your body. You're free, and and like you have you have natural rights. And then the and the idea that you you nobody should be able to force you to do anything as long as you're not infringing on anyone else's natural rights. So the distinction between like like socialism and libertarianism, I think, where a lot of people you know get it confused, is that I have absolutely no problem with any type of voluntary socialism. Anything you want to do, if you want to split a factory up and, and give shares to all the workers, if you want to, you know what I mean, like raise money and pool it for everybody's health care, I have no problem with that. However, when you say we're going to tax you, we're basically we're going to say if we're either we're going to take your money or we're going to throw you in a fucking cage if you don't pay up for it. Then we're in some moral fucked up territory. And of course, that gets corrupted. I mean, just think about it. Like, of course, the guy holding the gun who's forcing you to, you know, it's like the, the government. There's this one uh, libertarian slogan. They say uh, uh, the government has ideas so good they need to force you to do them. Right. And, and that's what I object to. No, and I, I do get that. I think uh, the actual taxation of human of American citizens is illegal and it's done by a foreign entity, which is um, which is international bankers and that might be a buzzword for people i don't think it should be we've talked about it before some people think it has you know the connotations of fucking anti-semitism and we've listed all the international bankers who aren't of jewish faith and i think that faith is just a mask that people use to uh walk amongst us okay that i they're really dark arts people but that's another episode uh the imf the wbo the irs are are foreign entities that uh Technically, we don't owe anything to, but because they use our law, law, law enforcement and our military, they force us to pay these taxes. So, yes, you can fight off. Pay, you don't have to pay taxes, but 
this foreign entity entity now makes you go to jail if you don't pay the taxes. And that is yeah, and uh, I, I know, shocking. I know, you know, it's, it's like I, I know to some people, if you don't read up on this shit, it can just sound like, oh, this is some crazy conspiracy shit. But it's like you just need to do your research, man. None of this shit is like it, this is all in plain sight. I was I was on a, I got called a tinfoil. Uh, they said something about put your tinfoil hat on when I, uh, I got a tweet like that when I was on uh, Ari Shafir's podcast. And I said that uh, I was like, well, you know, that re- one of the really interesting things about Trump during the campaign was how opposed he was by the deep state. And they're like, oh, here goes Dave talking about the deep state. Like, put your tinfoil hat on. And you're like, dude, there are literally the former head of the CIA is going out on TV telling you Trump that he doesn't want Trump to be president. Like, do you, do you think there isn't a, a, a CIA? Is that not a real thing? Well, it we, was yeah. J. Edgar Hoover not real? Like, what, this is all, like, real shit. Do your homework, man. Completely 100%. What you do when in these instances, you are literally, hold on, hold on, Aaron. J. Edgar Hoover was the FBI. Just J. Edgar, okay, well, but okay, this, yes, <laughs> we a different alphabet, same fucking power structure, okay? But here's the thing: what, what? Oh you, yeah, I was J. Edgar Hoover was the FBI, uh, the so, head of the FBI for decades that, and decades, who was a cross dresser who was spying on civil rights leaders. Yeah, he was a fucking maniac. Yeah, when Morrissey says if gay people ran the world, it'd be a better place. Ah, dude, J. Edgar Hoover was as gay as they get, and he was a fucking danger to society. And he's created a fucking horrible, I mean, like, dude, CIA and the FBI, they work together in different fucking ways. I don't, and they're not all bad people. They're not all bad people. There are groups within there that I give you foul conspiracies that supposedly the alliance is fighting back. I'm waiting to see it. I'm not saying it's not real, but you know, but there is a dark group and you know, and I, I was just in firing the kids and I love firing the kid. And I love both those guys. And, uh, you know, they, they don't believe in any of the deep state. They don't believe in that. There's a shadow group. And I, you know, I don't know why they don't. I just feel that people, when you're arguing conspiracies or politics, you tend to be someone who is educated and you've done your research versus emotionally throwing up on people. Yeah. People well, look, emotionally just, throwing back at you, you know? Well, just just to, like, focus on, like, small things instead of even going out there. Okay, so the CIA in the last 20 years, this is nothing controversial about this. No one disputes it. The CIA in the last 20 years has uh, tortured people without, without any charges being brought against them, held people indefinitely without charges being brought against them, drone-bombed uh, American citizens, and lied us into an invasion of Iraq where close to a million people died and the nation is destroyed. Yeah. So, like, what more do you need? And and, and, and you want to know why people hate America? Is because this country is thinking about putting Condoleezza Rice as the commissioner of the number one sports league in America. And that they're not now, but it was up for debate on whether she should run the NFL. I mean, this is a war criminal. You know, I mean, I don't want to shit on anyone's parade, but Conan O'Brien's executive producer is the son of Harry Kissinger. I mean, like... We are looking at people who have destabilized the fucking world, man, who walk freely. I mean, like, Dick Cheney and George Bush can't go to certain countries because they'd be arrested for what they've done to the rest of the world. And and it's just the truth. And then imagine a world where 9-11 didn't happen. Just imagine that world. And then when you take a look at, like, all the evidence that there's some shady shit going down, uh, Building 6, we did an episode on it, the El Dorado Task Force, and you just start wondering, going, fuck, what kind of world do we live in? And then you know that there is a deep state, a, a, a shadow government that puts us into war because it fuels 
the military industrial complex and they ha we ran out of bombs everybody we ran out of bombs there wasn't any more bombs to throw because we'd used all of our bombs <laughs> that to me is nuts that's a nuts statement dude so let's get into all uh this kind of stuff we agree on a lot of this stuff from that aspect libertarian uh i don't know if I, listen man we were talking on the ride over here he was kind of like well what do you think of the military? Should we have to pay for the military? I go, well, that's a great question because I don't like where the military-industrial complex is going. But when I talk about actual defense and not what we have right now, which is an offense, it should be called the U.S. military offense, not the U.S. military defense. Because mm -hmm. right now we're going into places who want to get off the petrodollar and we're assassinating presidents, we're taking out people, we're putting in puppet governments, and we're destabilizing. I mean, like, look at Obama right now. Obama and Hillary, are the, their actions are the, have caused directly open market slave trading. Because they took out a guy and they laughed about it. And yeah. I, and, I don't and, and by the way, that, that war was based on lies, and this isn't like any conspiracy. Again, uh, it, it, the British Parliament uh, um, concluded that the war was completely based off lies, that all the shit that Gaddafi was getting ready to do to his people is all a bunch of fucking bullshit. We went in there, we overthrew a, a secular dictator once again, and, and yeah, and then it led to the rise of ISIS in the region, the rise of all these radicals, and, and yeah, now it's, of course, CNN will report on the slave trade going on there, but no one goes, oh, fuck, this was Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama ruined another country right after they had seen what happened in Iraq. Right. Right after they had seen this fucking happen. Right. And, and they ruined it. Right. And and then you go, who'd they ruin it for? Well, people fucking the oil companies and the fucking bankers. They want to get off the petrodollar. So now we're doing the bidding of other fucking people. It's not even about. And then they got to sell us on, oh, they want to attack us. Oh, they want to do this. They're chemical. They're using chemical weapons on people. And it's called, you look up an article called Redline Ratline or Ratline Redline. It's either one or the other. And it will tell you how Obama attempted to go invade Syria based on chemical weapons. But the U.N. moved so quickly they realized it wasn't uh, Assad's chemical weapons, but it was actually weapons that came from Gaddafi's uh, armory. And they knew yeah. it was that type of thing. And therefore it wasn't the Syrians that gassed their own people, but it was in fact ISIS. And then we can get into Benghazi. And was Benghazi about emails? Or was Benghazi, and what they won't tell you in the news, really about the fact that Obama and Hillary left that fucking dignitary in that embassy fucking out to dry? And he kept asking for security backup, and they never fucking sent it because he knew that they were training, arming, and funding the fucking local fucking, the ISIS there. And, with, with and, and Yeah, and what a fucking circus the whole thing is, man. So you have these Benghazi hearings. It's, it's covered in the news like 24-7. Everyone's talking about it, and it never gets fucking brought up. Like, what the fuck are we doing in this war, man? And, not, and, and feel however you feel about the war, even if you could find some way to defend it, which I really can't. I, I can't even wrap my head around it. It was an illegal war, man. Like, there's no declaration. Obama didn't go to Congress. He, he violated the War Powers Act, the Constitution. I mean, the man should be fucking thrown in jail. They the all the should, Nobel dude. Peace Prize candidate. I don't know the last. Conducting an illegal war. Who was the last real pre uh, the president you're like, that guy tried? Jimmy Carter? Was it F uh, FDR? I mean, who was it? I mean, FDR. And then you go, oh, FDR sat back until they beat the shit out of each other. And he didn't really even go into Germany. He actually went down lower Europe and the, the, then tried to go into Africa and all that shit. You know, it's like, what, yeah. really, what really happened?
Like, F- FDR was a fucking nightmare, okay? He was a complete corporatist sellout. He was fucking doing... That, that whole traitor-to-your-class shit was a bunch of bullshit. He was working for bankers against other bankers, okay? He fucking interned his own people. I mean, it was, he's a goddamn... He's, a, he's an evil, evil person. Yeah, I mean, I, I just like... Like I've always said, if you put... If you put Santa Claus in the presidency, he'll be a war criminal within two weeks. That's yeah. That's just the whole thing. And it's like, I feel like people are waking up to that. I feel like people are slowly waking up. Me and my girlfriend get many arguments, but she's slowly realizing she can't watch the news anymore. We literally watch 60 minutes. She's like, I want to watch 60 minutes. I'm like, I, I got to pick my battles with her. Okay. Watch, watch 60 minutes. Within one second, dude. That dude is lying. He's like, after Assad gassed his people, I'm like, change it, man. Change it. She's like, he said one line. I'm like, change it. He just totally lied to everybody. And what that is is manipulating the elderly that watch that show and just planting shit in their head that the cosign when Trump goes in to fucking North Korea, Trump goes in to Venezuela. Why are we going to Venezuela, everybody? Because they want to get off the petrodollar. I mean, it's just... It makes there's no reason to go after Venezuela. There's none. Do you think, uh, as Americans, we've taken our liberty for granted? I mean, uh, the fact that the numbers that there's 320 million Americans and only 129 voted, but yet everyone wants to bitch about the way the political system is. Well, look, man, I got nothing against people who don't vote. So I, I don't think I, I think it's I, I think that in, in many ways might be the best thing you can do. That's I mean, me. voting, you know, you're basically given two parties that are a couple of bullshit options. You get one sixtieth of a million and one sixty millionth of a say. I mean, it's, it's a goddamn circus. So I'm not against anyone checking out. But I do think there's a lot of truth to, to the idea that Americans have taken a lot of shit for granted. Just the whole thing. I mean, just the, the amount, the, the amount of wealth. And that and, the, and prosperity that came along with the freedom that we have and, and the idea that we'd be so you know it's like all these fucking young radicals want to talk about is how the system oppresses them like the system oppresses me because you know i'm like uh, i'm a woman or i'm a trans or i'm this it's like man if you have any sense of the of the broader scope of the globe of the broader scope of human history uh, you don't understand how fucking good you have it man right. now no, don't get me wrong there's some people who have it bad like some guy who's do, doing life for for pot yeah. Distribution like that guy's fucking really being oppressed. But, you know, save me your bullshit about your college campus not being a tolerant enough environment. For I, I have some friends of mine who are female ethnic comedians and they act like they wake up from they have to bust out of chains every morning to run to an open mic that because they're so fucking oppressed. And it just blows my here's the thing. Until everybody's a billionaire dating supermodels, there's going to be somebody crying about how hard they have it. And, they and we are we are all billionaires, man. It's just it's just a matter of percent. Look, in the year uh, I forget, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but it's something like I'm I'm pretty close to right with this. Okay, in the year 1895, the average American lived on a dollar a day, adjusted adjusted for modern inflation. Okay, you're talking Central Asian level poverty right here in America, just a little more than a hundred years ago. Okay, we are all billionaires, man. We live better than kings lived in the 16th century. Like we are those billionaires. We just, you know, nobody. As long as there's one guy who's still doing better than you, you're like, well, I'm not that guy. Right. I don't have my private jet. I do. Well, look at me. I'm, I'm talking to you through my fucking phone from New York right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> we are. We we have magic all around us. We're we're doing phenomenally well. So let me get into this. So I mean, you don't think. Are you saying people should not pay a certain level of taxes at all? I'm I'm fine for any type of voluntary uh, uh any type of voluntary safety net. I, I think that absolutely would exist 
in, in a free society. I think if you actually look at it, even with all the taxes we pay, Americans are, are the most generous people in the world. Right. This is something that gets talked about a lot because all those people, all those those institutions you're talking about, they have no they have no interest in telling people this. But even with all the taxes we pay, we we give a ton to charity. I think people uh, the, the same. The same concern that everyone expresses when I'm like, we should abolish the income tax, since there's so many people who have this concern, I think it's quite likely that we would we would see that. And just to add, if you look at it in the 60s, uh, when we had the Great Society under uh, LBJ, uh, charitable donations went down. Because once people feel like the government is doing it and my tax dollars are taking care of it, then they go down. And then under, under Reagan, when there was the, at least the kind of like, the, the assumption or, or the image that he was cutting government, which he wasn't really. I mean, spending went up right. under Reagan. But then charitable donations went up because as, as people feel like, oh, well, the government's not doing it, then we should give more uh, uh, to these charities. So I, I, I'm fine with, again, people pooling their money together to help people. Uh, however, I think it should be done as completely voluntarily and as locally as possible because then you can actually distinguish between, like, you know, who is somebody who actually needs help and who is somebody who's just kind of like, this guy's like an able-bodied man who's just not fucking working, and and there is a lot of that with welfare as well. So we got in debate. We got in debate over veggie burritos uh, on the discussion of the police force. Who pays for the police force if it's voluntary taxation? How do we make sure that there is a bit of law and order? Yeah. So this was actually um, like one of the the real tough things I, when I was when I was like becoming a libertarian where I was like, hey, but, you know, we really got to have a police force. I mean, you got to guarantee that that like poor people have have people police, you know, force protecting them. And, and it's so funny now, years back when I think about that, it's like, man, nothing fucks over poor people more than the current police that we have. No, right I agree now. with that. But you know, what about you know what the I mean? crazy people? What about the violent people? Yes, what do we, who a, stops the violent people? It's again, it's like, to me, it's like this, right? It's like, it's like if you're talking about before when you're talking about defense versus offense in terms of a military, if there's a guy, um, if, if there's a group of people breaking into your house right now trying to kill you and your chick and your family, uh, how much convincing would it take you to try to fight back? None. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's, it's like we can uh, what we need is a, a police force is such a basic need that, of course, right away, that's going to be the first thing we figure out when we when we have to figure out how to organize society. OK, what you want is a police force that's actually accountable to the, the community that they're supposed that. to be protecting. I would agree with that. There's accountability. There's a, there's this need that people, again, don't be in groups. If if when you see a video of a cop shooting a dude in the back that you that's not the guy you rally around, okay? But I just wonder if we get rid of the police, I think, you know what You know what I see, dude? When I pull up to a light and the light isn't working, I see people really quickly break down in the caveman mode. And they get very fucking, I want to go next! And now, with the light, there's a little bit of order to the, to the fucking chaos. And there's this thought that if I break these rules, these people come grab me, throw me into jail. Now, if you're saying there's bad cops out there that have done bad things to people, so let's throw the baby out with the, the water. I don't, I don't know if that works in a, my, real, my problem, in a real society. Look, there's no question that transitioning from what we have now to a complete free market would be very difficult. And to just, you know, I wouldn't want to snap my fingers and just have no police. Like, no, these things would have to be kind of implemented step by step. But so like the, the best steps, I, I would say, was like, uh, end the fucking war on drugs, end all, like, voluntary nonviolent crimes, stop locking people up for bullshit, stop creating all these black markets. 
okay, so stop creating these black markets that lead to all this violence. Yeah, we could we could fucking end 80% of the violence in Chicago and Baltimore and D.C. in a couple years. This is what happened when we repealed Prohibition. The murder rate got cut in half and then again in half the next year. So we could get rid of all that shit. But what you want is, the, the problem, I, I don't have a problem with like a couple bad apples. There's always going to be a couple bad apples. I have a problem with a fucking institutionalized racket where you have the fucking... The, the prison guard union is lobbying for mandatory minimums to keep their fucking prisons filled, to keep getting taxpayer dollars. Couldn't agree that. more to so, you yeah. on that one. So here's the thing, right? If you have a police force that's, that's voluntarily funded, they're going to have to serve the communities that are funding them or they won't get that funding. And then they can fund a competing police force, okay? When you put a gun to someone's head and say, we're going to throw you in jail unless you fund this police force, then they're your fucking rulers. And this is, and you get what we have. I now. agree with that. Uh, is you do you not see that there is there corruption in privatizing everything? Is there corruption within privatized businesses? Sure. Yeah. There's there's corruption all over the place. So you're, you're always going to have look. There there are predators amongst us. There are bad people. There are there are criminals. And, and you know, like I mean that in the sense of not. What our laws say is a crime and isn't a crime, like in the moral sense, there are criminals, right? So what you what you want to do is try to uh, um, what what you want to do is not give those criminals fucking the force of government, right? Right. Meaning that. So, what you don't want those criminals to do the, the listen criminals can do bad things and there are corruption in companies and there's bad things all the time but they can never pull off the level of fucking carnage that they can if they get into the state okay there's a reason why all of the greatest tragedies in human history all of the most fucked up shit imaginable was always legal like slavery the, you know the holocaust like all this shit was always done by the state and it's not because there aren't bad people in the outside of the state it's because you could never pull off that level of evil unless you have this th th what the state is at its core right is it's it's the mafia with perceived legitimacy so it's a group that can initiate force on people, can fucking do things that none of the rest of us can do that are acceptable. If I don't like something you're smoking and I built a cage and I'm going to grab you and lock you up in that, we all recognize right away I'm a fucking evil sociopath. But when you, when you put it in, in, in control of the state, now you have this perceived legitimacy uh, around someone doing that. And we're just people, man. Morally speaking, it's the same fucking thing. It doesn't matter what's written down in some book. That has nothing to do with morals or written I, down on some fucking I understand fucking what you're saying, and now you're getting into corporations versus government on who's evil. I just want to play this clip real quick that is uh, basically, and I want to get into net neutrality right now. I want to get into okay. net neutrality and what that is. So here we go. We're going to play this real quick. But what exactly is this net neutrality that everyone is talking about? Net neutrality at its core is the idea that the internet should be a free and open platform, almost like a utility such as electricity that we use in our home. Internet service providers or ISPs don't limit the use of certain websites or give priority to others. It's all open and equal. Without net neutrality, ISPs would be able to charge customers for the use of certain websites, slow the speed of some, and even block some sites completely. Imagine having to pay $10 extra a month just to stream video online. No thanks. President Obama has asked the Federal Communications Commission to keep the internet open and free. He asked the FCC to implement these set of rules. No blocking. If the content you are trying to access is legal, your ISP shouldn't be able to block it from you. No throttling. ISPs shouldn't be able to slow or speed up certain content based on their preferences. Increase transparency. ISPs should be open and honest with their consumers, plain and simple. And last but not least, no paid prioritization. No service should require a fee to get out of the slow lane. We like these 
rules, and if you enjoy the internet, I'm sure you do too. All right, so uh, you've heard that. What is your thoughts on that, and what it uh, and how it applies to it? I, I couldn't hear any of it. Okay, so you got to sum it up for me. Okay, ba- sorry, but I don't know why I didn't play it for you. Um, basically, it's saying that net neutrality and guarantees that the uh, the internet, all websites are treated di- uh, equally. That you know, Legion Skanks website. It doesn't get preference over Aaron's website, and that that is good, and that these companies cannot uh, uh, slow down or throttle another website as long as it's doing legal stuff. That it should be all be treated across the board as a utility, as electricity and water and stuff like that. Is that the gist, Ryan? Yeah, basically the whole idea that you're not uh, paying. In each individual, you're not paying for video, you're not paying for email, gaming, social media. So it's all one price is net neutrality. No net neutrality is the internet service providers charging you individually for each one of those things as though it's like Netflix. And the whole notion is, is if you get rid of net neutrality, which people need to understand, this is only a two-year-old thing. Net neutrality is only two years old. What is that? What they want to go back to is basically 2015. 2014. Yep. They want to go in a time machine, probably shitty time machine if they're going to go back two years, <laughs> go back two fucking years and go figure and be in the internet when it was then. So what you felt then is what you're going to go back to now. Thoughts on that, Dave? Okay, so uh, all that stuff sounds really nice, sounds fairly reasonable, but you know, the Patriot Act sounds like something you should be behind too. Oh, and, and they have and, a great name. They always put yeah. fun names on these things like uh, I think this one, the FCC, is. Uh, I think they're literally calling it the Freedom Act, uh, the repealing of the net neutrality. But that's what they do. They put a fun, flowery name on something that is either evil or not evil, depending on where you're coming from. Right. So net neutrality, what you're talking about, that it was February of 2015, I believe, is when, when this uh, FCC regulation came into effect under Obama. And uh, yeah, I mean, what it really is, is getting the FCC in the business of regulating Internet service providers. Now, to me, the first thing that jumps out at me, right, is that, right, you have to think about, like you said, in 2015 and before, right, like the idea that there was some huge problem with with websites uh, being like discriminated against or the, the idea that you wouldn't like you couldn't view some websites or that, that they were blocking them or that internet speeds what was a real problem look internet speed and accessibility was doing nothing but dramatically improving for ordinary people all around the world okay that's just an undeniable fact it's been the greatest equalizer in human history okay and so i i, I do think to a large degree it's kind of an invented problem and i, I gotta say just something else like Look, I don't know exactly what uh, if this does successfully get repealed in the next couple of weeks, which it looks like it's going to. I don't know exactly what Internet service providers are going to do. But, you know, there's another flip side to that that people don't talk about. So if you what we have right now under net neutrality, say, right, where you can't discriminate against uh, websites or you have to treat all websites the same. Well, uh, uh, bandwidth is a limited resource. OK, it's a finite resource. There is there is so much of it and it, and it gets you know, predominantly, like Netflix takes up way more than its fair share of bandwidth. So I'm sitting here in, in my uh, apartment, right? And I have I have internet. Some old lady down down the hall from me also has internet, and maybe she only uses it for email and to check a web browser every now and then. And we're paying the exact same thing, and I'm just fucking going to town on Netflix. 
I mean, there's an unfairness to that too. I so do get that. I, I do so, get that. Yeah. Look, my my big problem with it, by the way, it's it's uh, really blows my mind that people are so interested in this subject. It, it's really kind of strange to me. But uh, um, for all the things that are going on that you can't get any interest in, like a lot of the shit you talk about, which I think is like the the like most amazing story ever, this crazy corruption. But this one, people really hate the idea. The Awan brothers. Having... Nobody talks about the fucking Awan brothers. Like I can't. I go every. I went on the fighter and the kid. I'm like, what about the Awan brothers? Like nobody cares. It's yeah. not. It's clickbait. I'm like, dude. They they were selling. I mean, you're talking about fucking people selling intel to Pakistan and other countries. What do you mean nobody fucking cares? Because they haven't told you about it because for some reason our fucking media is so left. I don't get why it just goes so it's so interesting. It's and one I, fucking yeah. side. And, and and so with the net neutrality thing, I mean what's so backward to me is there's this fear essentially of censorship. Right? There's this fear that, that internet service providers could start censoring or blocking or throttling certain websites. So to avoid censorship, we're going to bring in the fucking FCC. <laughs> like, like with their history of censorship. You're not worried about that slippery slope, that's but an you interesting are worried about this. Point. And that's why okay. when I started doing this, I'm like, ah, this is an interesting take because I've heard a lot about this. And, that, and like, yeah. Is the government coming in? Is it? I mean, like, look at YouTube. Look at Google. We have seen that they are already doing censorship. And like, oh, dude, come on. Look from the government point of view, man. This internet is a dangerous fucking thing. This is this is the greatest for for all these these conspiracies. I mean, this is the greatest fight against them that you could possibly the greatest tool in the fight against them that you could imagine, right? I mean, all the shit that I know about this stuff, all the shit you know about this stuff, we didn't learn it because we went to some fucking library and stayed there until two in the morning reading through books. We learned the shit on the internet, okay? Uh, the, the Clapper, James Clapper, testified before Congress about the NSA, said there is no mass bulk data collection. It ain't happening. And we wouldn't know for sure that it was happening unless Snowden had fucking leaked these files and fucking gone on the internet, okay? What, there's the WikiLeaks shit. We wouldn't know about all this shady shit that's going on. It's all because we have the internet. And this is what they're fucking scared of. And they want to get their hooks into it, okay? So, so I do, I, I think there's a lot of like, uh, I have big worries about the government getting involved in the internet. And But in, in the, go ahead. No, but here's my question to you, man, is that, what you fear the government over corporations is that true yes. you think the government is worse than corporations in the sense that have we seen how corporations have because i would tell you that corporations actually manipulate the government through lobbying and all that stuff a lot of this yes. stuff comes from these guys so you're at who i i consider giant giant corporations like apple and all these other google uh you know google and youtube these to me are the modern day terminators. These are the yeah, modern listen, day guys with the, the Paradise Papers and the and the uh, you know uh, Panama Papers where they set dummy things outside the country and you know a trillion dollars. What was it? Thirteen trillion dollars in fucking of tax evasion, which is uh, whether you're talking taxes or not, whether you're for or against it, the rule is there's taxes, and these guys right. have found a way out of it, while DMX is, uh, he might go to jail for hiding a couple mil, compared to right. a couple trill. 
so it's disgusting that that anybody might get thrown in a cage for not for not paying money, you know, for for basically resisting being robbed. Okay, I think that's fucking horrible. But I have absolutely no problem with anyone who gets out of it. And let me tell you something. Like it's like you know it, when I'm saying what's what's worse, corporations or the government? And the argument that that you have against corporations is that they lobby the government, which essentially means they they try to get the government to do their bidding. That's how they do evil shit. Okay, so if you're not paying taxes, you're not funding an organization that is actively starving children to death in Yemen right now. Right. God bless you. Thank you for keeping your money away from them. They would only do fucking horrific things with it. I do All get right? that. So, I do get that. Okay, and but corporations I think... at least do lots of great shit too, man. Like well, you know what I mean? Like these internet. Well, the Nazis providers... created fucking nice highways too. You know, they were really good with highways. So I mean, we. I mean, a broken clock's right twice a day. It's sure. twice a day. I mean, we can look at like where food has been. Like they've lied about what's in food. Uh, you know, the corporations have done a lot of Monsanto's is fucking classic at bullshitting. We're about to do a giant fucking episode on them trying to control the weed game. The weed drug drugs being illegal is not the government. It is fucking corporations, big pharmaceuticals, uh, all these people. You know, you're going to talk about this about paper, right? That the paper industry was really behind the, right. making weed illegal because they wanted to use fucking their pulp instead of using fucking. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's the point that the government becomes a tool against people and a, and a servant to the corporations. OK, so, yes, you're right about that. But at the end of the day, it's not a pharmaceutical company who comes and locks you in handcuffs and throws you in a fucking cage. It's the government. So what you want is the government to be out of that industry. So there's nothing to lobby. OK, and what the, and this is just provable since the FCC. Uh, has started regulating the internet under net neutrality. Now they're spending more money on lobbying the government. Now all this money is going toward compliance, armies of lawyers and armies of lo lobbyists to try to make sure that they're in compliance with the FCC. This is all money that could be going back into either their workers or improving internet technology. Dude, what we want is not the internet the way it is. We want this thing to keep getting better and better and better. And, and I think that's much more likely to happen without the FCC involved. And the real danger is shit because you can't we can't just like talk about all the shit that we've been talking about this whole time and then act like, well, you know, there are these fucking evil demonic, you know, like. Fuck. Right. Hold on. Well, so oh, and those same people just really want you. Want... One more time. Say that again, because we lost the last fucking minute of that rant. Just seconds. Uh, Okay, well, more, more or less, my point was just that, you know, it's like all the evil shit that we're talking about that the government does. It's not like they're these fucking satanic monsters when it comes to uh, war. Ah, that might not really be true, people. dude. They may actually be satanic monsters. No, 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 no. That's well, another episode. Let, let me finish my point. Okay. I said it's not like they're satanic monsters when it comes to war, but then when it comes to domestic policy, they're these really great people. Okay, they're the okay. same evil motherfuckers. That's the point I'm making. Okay. I would not ever be saying they're not satanic devils. Okay, no, okay. I they respect are. the fuck out so, of that. So here's a list of countries currently without net neutrality, because what's happening in the U.S. isn't uh, without precedent. Uh, in order, Argentina, Belgium, Brazil, Canada, Chile, China, France, Israel, Italy, Japan, Netherlands, Portugal, Russia, Slovenia, and South Korea. They don't have net neutrality. Okay. One that Yeah, they up... don't have free markets in the internet either. Exactly. And the problem in China isn't that the fucking internet service providers are just out there fucking, you know, uh, uh, you know, like they just don't feel like giving people uh, uh, certain, like, they want to throttle speed. The problem is that the fucking government punishes you by law for looking at the wrong thing. Right, so right, that, I mean, right, I'm sorry. Right. China, all, all the problems, like these nightmare scenarios that you're talking about with like, oh, what if 
you know, like we don't have net neutrality. If you want to actually find them, sure, you can go to China or Venezuela. You can go to any of these places. The problem is that their government regulates their Internet, not that it's left to the free market. Well, that is true. And what you do is you get a VPN. And as an American going to China, it's fucking great. I've been there a couple of times. You're like, this to me is a freedom. Maybe it's because I'm American. They leave me alone. But you can do a lot of fucking crazy shit out there. Dave, if you ever want to do a gig out there, let me know. I'll fucking hook you up. And you can go out there and you'll be like, okay, dude, this ain't so bad. I'm telling you what the perception of China when you're there versus what is really going on. Is too, I get blown away every time. I always think, man, could I teach English fucking here? I might fucking chill here. So it's very well, interesting. It's, Go on. It's a lot better than it used to be. I mean, look, China China went from the worst experiment in, in, in you know, totalitarian socialism ever into basically, I mean, look, the, the Chinese government is still a, a very authoritarian government, but they just don't have that much power. Like they're they're just at the end of the day they're fairly weak. But I mean it's again I don't think if you want to look around the world to nightmare scenarios it's not that the it's never a laissez faire government man that's that's never where the problems lie. Okay, let me ask you something real quick. Here's a big problem I have with the pharmaceutical company because you know this is where we get see I see free trade in two things that stand out to me. Free trade is in hamburgers. If I want a dollar hamburger, I can go get a dollar fucking hamburger. If I want a $16 hamburger, I can go get a $16 hamburger. They are out there. Cell phones, I think, to a point, have gotten very much. That's a free trade thing. They have forced Verizon to give you free data. They tried forever not to give you free data. That is it. So when I sit there and I go, okay, net neutrality, if you take that away, you force these guys to compete with each other. So maybe that is good. But then I look at healthcare, and I know that you're pro- anti-universal healthcare, but I do want it so the government, because what you see in Canada and in England and all these other places is where the government can negotiate with pharmaceutical companies, okay? And I can negotiate with you to get a lower fucking price on these pharmaceutical, uh, on these drugs, because right now what I see is motherfucking collusion, okay? Collusion across boards. Doctor, we we're going to do an episode on this. 80 holistic doctors have been mysteriously killed. 80 of them because they tried to give an alternative to these things, uh, to uh, pharmaceutical drugs. Where can I go get the cheap drugs? Where can I go get the cheap doctor? Where can I do that? No, they all universally agree let's keep it at this fucking number. Coke and Pepsi. They fight with each other until fucking some dude comes up and then they fuck that guy. Where is the competition in those? Like, that's where I think we need a, a little bit of fucking a government to jump in to offset these prices or at least negotiate with these companies. Am I wrong? Well, yeah. I mean, look, I, I agree with part of what you're saying and part of and not really with the, the conclusion. So, like, you're absolutely right that there is all this collusion. There, there is all this fucked up. I mean, look, it's not as if we have free market health care in this country. I mean, we have lo- large pockets of socialized health care. I mean, we have Medicaid, we have the VA, we have Obamacare, you know, and yeah, we kind of get the worst of both worlds. Now, I got to say, I don't think uh, healthcare in Canada or England is the rosy picture that a lot of people paint it as. And I think if you talk to people from those countries, you get a pretty mixed reaction. Well, about I'm going to be it. honest There's with you, a- I have. Most of them do. Li- and that, that is the running joke when you kind of do jokes about Obama up there. They're like, we like our health care. You can find a, somebody bitching about it. I, I've just been when I do gigs up there. They are very thankful for their health care. I'm just well, not trying to be contrarian here. I just do hear that a lot. 
Okay, fair enough. I, I certainly have heard mixed reactions, but okay. I'd say this: that before, uh, um, before you know, like the the mid '60s, um, really, we had much more free market healthcare in America. I mean, this before we had Medicare and Medicaid and all of these programs, and our healthcare was the envy of the world. I, I mean, it was the the greatest in the world, no question about it. And the, to me, what you really want in healthcare is really the same thing that you want with cell phones. You want to go from that fucking Nokia flip phone to a smartphone. You want to go, look, I could, if I said I can provide you with free healthcare, unlimited free healthcare from the 1930s, no one wants that shit, man. Because it's like they just didn't have the technology. I believe very wholeheartedly that if we left healthcare to the free market in 10 years, poor people would get better healthcare than rich people get today. I just, uh, I, I, I get it, but I just feel that, like, uh, you're, re I, I just, like, I look at Vegas right now, and I go, this is what happens when you allow suits to take over something. Corporations, all right? Say what you want about the mob, you know? They always say music and the fucking Vegas were ran better when it was the mob. They understood loss leaders. You look at Vegas right now, it is getting ran into the ground. It is be it's going to be a ghost town sooner than later because they can't stop nickeling and diming you. And they all agree to do it. They're all like right now, all the casinos are watching whether the MGM, uh, the, the Caesar properties are going to eat a dick for charging everybody, including locals, for fucking parking. If that thing ticks up, it's going to be everywhere. I mean, you are looking right now and going back to your taxes thing is where they now have a tax. So you go, hey, man, I just found this $50 fucking room. You go there, it's a $40 tax every night on that fucking place. So that's what I get nervous about, dude. It get, I get really nervous about if we just start playing this free trade because free trade's great when we're all, if, if we all three of us, four of us, you there and, and us in this room, all like, we're going to start television stations. We're all going to do it. And we all start from zero. I'm cool with that. But when, when one group has so much power and money and the other person does it, where's the free market in that? Well, I mean, I, I think, look, you're never going to have everybody starting from the exact same level. Right. I mean, right. my, my grandfather came to this country as a refugee. He had nothing but the clothes on his back. His entire family was slaughtered. And a couple generations later, we're doing fine. I think freedom gives a much better – look, the, the corporations are in, in large part creations of the state. They're granted all these uh, uh, ridiculous kind of, you know, like personhood and all, all these kind of crazy liability limits. And, and I think that that isn't really a creation of the free market as much as it is the state. I'm completely against corporations being able to game the system, to write rules in their favor. You know, I don't know a lot about uh, what's going on in Vegas. Um, but I, I, again, I don't think like, look, corporations also, you know, it, when they're not gaming the system and they're not lobbying the government, and they actually have to compete to provide customers with a service, I think a lot of them end up doing some really great things. I mean, I know everybody on the left hates Walmart because they don't pay, you know, uh, enough to their workers or whatever. Walmart goes into the poorest areas of this country, the most rural poor areas of this country, and cuts people's costs on silly little things like food and clothes by 30%. But they, 30%. Also, they also destroy all the local businesses so there's nowhere else to work. Look, they don't destroy anyone, man. Customers choose to go to Walmart right, over those mom right, and pop shops. Right, right, right. I do get anybody. that. I do get that. That I mean, but it is something where it's like, hey, dude, you can go to this mom and pop. It's like when I go get coffee. Sometimes I like to go mom and pop. Yeah, I'm going to pay a little more than Starbucks, even though Starbucks is expensive. 
but I like to help the local thing. But, you know, it's like when people are grinding. I get it, dude. I, I get it, man. I get it. I even see people who are union. They've done studies where they follow people who are union, who are anti-Walmart, and they find them at Walmart shopping. You know, I right. get it. I get it. I, I, I get it, man. It's just, I don't know. So free- you should be free to do that. You should be free to go to the mom and pop shop if you want to do that. And right. if you want to keep mom and pop shops around, you know, start a group, start a Facebook group, start a, hey, let's fund these mom and pop shops. Go for it. Do that. But I'm not going to sit here and judge fucking the poorest people in this country when they're going to go save money on clothing their fucking children, man. Like, go- thank God Walmart came in and helped them out like that. Uh, I, I, I get what you're saying. There is an argument for that. There is an argument for that. I just like when you own so much of the market share. It's very hard to have a free a free trade kind of fucking, you know, competition. Look, man, they were like uh, IBM <laughs> under uh, um, antitrust laws, okay, for having a fucking monopoly. IBM, who the fuck could take them out? You know who it was? It was some fucking hippie in a college dorm room was coming up with fucking Microsoft, man. And, and he fucking took that whole thing out. So I don't – the fact that someone's starting ahead or not starting ahead, I, I just – I get like, what you're yeah, saying. I do get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. I, I, I understand that. That is a very – I get that that point. In your own personal life, Dave, have you gotten anyone to kind of switch sides and come on over from the blue or red and become a libertarian or open their ideas to the way that the well, lib- libertarian party's thinking? I mean, I've, I've definitely influenced some people in, in my personal life, but I've gotten a lot more just from, like, doing the podcast and stuff like that. I mean, I get I get letters and, and emails and stuff all the time from people like, oh, you convinced me or brought me over here. So uh, unless a lot of people are lying to me, I think I've done a bit of it. No, I love it, dude. I think we've opened a lot of people with this podcast, too. I, I see a lot of people talking about stuff that we, we discuss on this show. We start opening their eyes. And, and, you know, I, I, I do. I think this was a great episode. I had a lot of fun discussing this. And uh, I think you and I agree on a lot of stuff. The war on drugs needs to fucking go away. The war on fuck, the war on the rest of the world, people. You cannot keep putting out this fucking energy to the rest of Earth and not expect humongous blowback. It's just, yeah. You can't terrorize the world like this. And it's going to get like that. And there, you know what, man? We what we do is we we created the consuming nation. We consume everything. People's whole economy depend on us consuming their products. And if they don't play ball, we cut them off. And then we go, oh look, that doesn't work. Look at them. We fucking cut them off, dude. You know? And it's just fucking tragic. I want to ask you a real quick question. You believe in freedoms and all that stuff? As being a Jewish man, I want to ask you your thoughts. On this bill that is being passed in Arizona or being pushed in Arizona, which states if you call for a boycott of Israel, you are can go to jail for 20 years and find two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. What is your thoughts yeah, on that? I think I think it's absolutely insane. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I think Israel's treatment of the Palestinian people is fucking deplorable. And, and you should I mean, obviously, you should have the freedom of speech to criticize whoever the fuck you want to. And uh, look, man, like I don't I think. There are a lot of good people in Israel, and it's it's a pretty good culture, and they certainly are a better culture than a lot of these, you know, third world theocracies. But what you know, the, what they do to the Palestinian people is absolutely, you know, horrific, and um, and their foreign policy is horrible. And like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's of course you should be able to criticize any government, and Israel is right up there with one of the worst. Hey, man, I think that was very well put, and I totally agree with you. And I think that uh, the average Israeli has a say in what the fucking high-ups in Israel do, as you and I had a say 
in fucking, you know, uh, attacking Iraq or in Afghanistan or fucking any of this other shit that our government's doing in yes. the name of the citizens. So I think it's very important that people, like, understand that groups don't, you know, it's my whole theory. Do, groups don't go up and down. Groups go across, man. You know, yeah, it's and, this, and we're this not fucking thing, dude. You know, right? And the big lie is that we are the government. The government is the people. You know, the government of, for, and by the people. It's bullshit, man. It's complete bullshit. This whole democracy thing is a fucking fraud. Obama said we're going to end these wars and close Guantanamo Bay, and the country went, "Yes, we want that guy." Yeah, and they're all still they're all still going on. It's we we didn't choose to do this. We he was the longest running war criminal out there, the longest running one. You know, so, uh, Dave, you were great. I hope you had a good time. I know it's, uh, you know, it's a comedy podcast, but sometimes we just have some nice talks on here and we don't necessarily go for the giggles here and there, uh, <laughs> but we had a great time. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, please let me know when you're going to be back in, in Los Angeles. If you need help getting spots, I'd love to help you with that. And, uh, cause I got a bunch of stuff I'm working on. I'd love for you to be a part of it. And, uh, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. any thoughts. Yeah, Dave, you got a big heart, and I uh, really love your passion, man. So keep on fighting the good fight. Thanks. Thank you, brother. Thanks to both of you guys. I really enjoyed it. I'd love to do it again. We'll do it again soon, man. Take care, and good luck with everything. Congrats on all your hard work and success. Thank you, brother. Appreciate Bye, it. Bye, bud. Take care. Later. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Hold on. Hold on, dude. Here we go. Open your Aaron, Aaron. Don't be an idiot. Open your mind. Why God? The Lord told me to tell you. Wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake So I strongly suggest that you wake the fuck up. You filthy animal. Thoughts, Aaron. I I just I'm kind of I can't even believe his just blatant defense of corporations like that was wow corporations I, I, are better than the government they're I, not I, evil I, I think that his whole point is is that we allow corporations to protect the we allow the government to protect these guys yeah. and that's what happens and that everything that's wrong with corporations is because the government tells us that it's okay for them to do it i think that was his point okay and you I don't mean, agree with that no i not i i have to process what you just said okay <laughs> and i'm i i was thinking of my next thing i wasn't entirely paying attention okay the one thing i did agree with that you guys talked about pretty early on was accountability and how there just needs to be it Across the board, you know, people fuck up, cops, whoever they are, corporations fuck up. They got to be held accountable. And there's got to be consequences and for your actions. Isn't. Yeah, there just isn't right now as and, much as there needs to be. And this tax thing that's going through, when they're like, oh, man, nobody read it. There's giant blanks on it. Like, you talk about this. They're signing a bill that has blanks in it so they can fill it in later after it's already been signed. Yeah. Yeah, we see here. And yet we see the right just co-signing this shit. My one of my one of the people I talk to on on a nightly basis, based upon how often I can talk to him, is my friend Daryl, another redhead. Holler at you, redheads, ginger. You know, he basically was like, he literally said, I'm, "I want this bill to pass, even though it's not going to help me at all. It's kind of going to fuck me." I'm like, "Why? 
Why? Because I think it's going to help other people. I go, dude, you're naive. Wait tables if you think trickle-down works. Yeah. Go wait tables and find out when they comp a fucking rich person if they tip a lot after that. They tend not to. They're also going after tips, too. Oh, it's un-fucking-believable. <laughs> he opened my eyes to a lot of shit. I think libertarian is great. I think there means... Because, like, you keep... We can keep deregulating, dog. Because you're like, we got to deregulate this. And then I forgot to ask him, fuck, it was the one thing I wanted to ask him about is these bailouts. You know, these corporations now basically uh, put into their accounting that they're going to get a bailout. Yeah. What's that called? They, ah, fuck, my brain's just skipping. But they basically expect it to happen. We'll yeah. get another chance. He'll be here uh, in L.A. sometime soon and someone to match your passion. Yeah, too big to Think. fail was bullshit. Total bullshit. Yeah. And that's why I say Ronin, dog, because people are going to go sign off on Obama and they're going to try to spin it right when it's like Obama and Bush both did it. So stop calling out and stop acting like this dude you don't know is a good dude because you know that over the history of time, white guys have been bad dudes. And it's like, no, dude, I'm telling you, I do the joke about it, man. It's not. It's green is the only color that matters. And we talked about with Ron Placone. Hey, it's great that we fucking signed some transsexuals to being in our government. But when the cash comes, what are they going to fucking do? Are they going to take that fucking money? Because then they're just as bad as the white guys that we replaced, that they replaced. That being said, we can't wait to get some sponsors so that we can uh, <laughs> sell whatever you need us to sell. <laughs> yeah, we got red sauce the last time. Let's get some green. There you go. At least. I mean, I mean, <laughs> would that change the show if we got sponsors? I don't think so. No. Well, that's the thing is is you can accept the money, but you have to continue your principles that you had before. Yes. And the same thing would go if you got sponsored all of a sudden by. Oh, uh, we wouldn't change anything. Coca Cola was like, Coca Cola's tinfoil hat. Yeah. You still have to be. We still gotta be tinfoil hat because our listeners, who are wonderful fucking listeners, they support our Patreon. They support buying our shirts. They're funding us sh- our show and keeping it going. Right. They they would fund they would probably help us with our sponsorship too. So even if you didn't like what we were doing as a corporation, you want our our listeners buying power. They work hard. They're fucking savvy ass motherfuckers. Yep. Open hearted, open individuals with a beautiful. They souls. get it, dude. The next couple of episodes are going to be great, my friends. I want you guys stick with us. We got about we got one that's great, dude. I got I mean like the next three. Well, you'll see, dude. It's going to go next level. Ryan and I have been talking about what we want this show to be. We want it to be what everybody thinks vice is. Not just conspiracies, but news and real talk like we just had with Dave Smith. That, like, you're not going to get that anywhere else, dog. Maybe Rogan, but that's about it. Love you, Sam. Love you too, Ryan. Love you, Aaron. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for all the support, and we'll see you next time. Take care. <laughs>